What up, folks? It is Thursday, October 15th. And I decided let's do an episode of Dick's Pick Podcast. It's a bit different of a Thursday. You usually have Jaker over watching football, but because we had a Monday, Tuesday game, and the Bills couldn't play again on Thursday. We don't we don't have football, so I, I kind of took it easy last night. Didn't do an injury report, and um, I'm gonna post this straight away. Usually, I kind of record Thursdays, we post it Fridays, but I'm just here solo today. We're gonna go over some COVID news, and we're gonna go over the uh, the two games that happened this week. Talk football and kind of set the week up here. Because it'll be a crazy, it'll be a wild Saturday, Sunday. Let's just jump right into the news. I kind of waited a little later, though, to start this. Because I wanted to figure out and see where Le'Veon Bell would land. And breaking news about 30 minutes ago. He's expected to sign a one-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um... Bell wanted to win a Super Bowl and believes Kansas City is a place to try and do it. So I'm just going to stick. Let's stick with Bell here. This could be a little cornerstone, cornerstone of the episode. We'll break down this Kansas City backfield. And I guess we, you know, I could have broke down the Jets backfield last night, but I waited for this so I could talk about everything. So we'll talk fantasy implications about this Bell signing. Um, I think definitely for this week. Uh, Clyde is your bell cow, and he's your guy. He's your starter. But moving forward, this is and will be a two-headed monster. For Bell owners, this is great. He's going from literally one of the worst offenses in the NFL to probably one of the best offenses in the NFL. Um, The fact, you know, Clyde wasn't on the Jets, but... Bell's going to have to compete with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the Kansas City Chiefs. I'd much rather him in that position. So if I'm a Bell owner, I actually tried to trade for Bell yesterday. I kind of had a feeling this would happen. If you're a Bell owner, you're happy. If you're a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire owner, you're not happy. So that's kind of where I stand on that. Pretty basic, but just nice to talk about. And uh, something for us to talk about on this Thursday with no football. I still think, you know... Edwards Hilaire might get more touches once Bell is up to speed. Um, anyways, but something to note, everyone on their dog watched week one. I know they kind of figured it out, but um, week one, it was primetime Chiefs, Texans, and Clyde had, I think, five or six goal line carries where he could not punch it in. Um, so I just know that they have like they kind of they don't like him on the goal line. So I could see Bell getting more touchdowns between the two, and that's what I was worried about for Clyde. The kind of, the, the coaches weren't really feeling it. The O line was kind of like what the fuck, bro. So I can see um, Bell definitely vulturing uh, touchdowns from Clyde. One thing I looked into Clyde. Um, his stats all around are pretty good. He's just really terrible at pass pro. So his pass protection is is not good. So I think in third down situations, they want Lev Bell out there kind of like blocking as well. It just But it just means that um, 
uh, Bell will be on the field a little more because I think they're going to trust Bell once he's up to speed with his pass protection. Um, a really important assignments. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will be off the field and Bell will be on the field. So that means a lot more t- um, touchdown upside for Le'Veon Bell. With um, What also solidifies that is um, Le'Veon Bell is tied in for first uh, in pass blocking efficiency. So the Chiefs knew what they were doing. They went. They got. They literally have one of the worst pass pro efficiency running backs to now the best in the league. Um, so I think that says a lot. Um, rejoice, Le'Veon Bell owners. Looking at the Jets, um, P. Ryan. I kind of liked him, or I didn't. It's not like I liked him, but in training camp, I was kind of like listening to reports. Uh, or the kind of the weird quick camp that they had. They really liked him, talked him up. I just don't see them getting any use just running Frank Gore out there. I think they got to see who, like what they have in Peter Ryan. So um, in my standard league, I picked him up because running backs are worth a little more. Um, if you're in a deeper league, I think P. Ryan's a good add just to see what happens. That's kind of like this rookie running back for the Jets. The Jets' offense is terrible. But maybe Bell just has black clouds surrounding the team, and maybe the Jets will kind of play better, and maybe P. Ryan will just be really good. So there's a lot of maybes in that sentence, but um, I like P. Ryan. I would advise against picking up Gore. It's not worth it. Um, I could see Gore getting maybe a little more touches at the start, but you don't pick up Gore because you pick up Gore, you know what's going to happen. You pick up P. Ryan just to see, just in case he kind of blows up. So... Take a look for P. Ryan. Um, now I think the potential starting running back for the New York Jets. All right, let's keep rolling through the news and notes here. Chris Godwin, I need my boy Godwin to go. Gets in another limited session, so it sounds like he's going to play. Wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Deshaun Jackson gets in another limited practice. So I keep saying another because I didn't do a usually do a Wednesday um, injury report, but we're doing a Thursday, early Thursday injury report. Instead of posting this Friday, I'm gonna post this Thursday night. So we're gonna really get into the injuries here. Um, Eric Ebron missed practice yesterday, but he's back at practice today. Um, tight end for the Steelers. He's not a bad play this week. Eric Ebron. Um, Jarvis Landry, Ronnie Harrison, Carl Joseph didn't practice for a second straight day for the Browns. I'm going to attach onto this. Uh, Baker Mayfield was kind of questionable with like ribs, but he, I think he's going to go. So Baker Mayfield's going to go. Um, John Brown, wide receiver for the Bills. We're going to get into the Bills Titans game after this, but the Bills look like they need. They were missing John Brown during that game and John Brown knee practices in full on Thursday so that's great news for I think that helps all Bills Lions running back Adrian Peterson is listed on the injury report today with an illness this is not related to COVID Um, so Lions still haven't had a player test for COVID since uh, camp opened Um, back to our Bills here Zach Moss Practices in full on Thursday. So Zach Moss will be good to go this week. Um, another weird thing that jumped up in the report, A.J. Brown, like I said, maybe I should have talked about the Bills-Titans game first, but A.J. Brown looked really good. It's kind of like his first game. I mean, he played week one, but he's kind of like a decoy week one. I drafted A.J. Brown. I really need him to go. 
and he looked great against the Bills. He didn't practice again on Thursday because of his knee. So now, AJ Brown owners, we have to keep an eye on this practice report again. I thought we were over this. Um, keep on rolling. Drew Law could definitely start Sunday as it is now. Um, no setbacks as of now, says the coach. We gotta keep an eye on uh, Noah Fant. I held Noah Fant. He's been injured too, but he only really works well unless Drew Locks in. So I could see. Um, I know they're playing the Patriots, but I could see Broncos doing well if Fant and Drew Lock are back. And we're gonna talk about that. We'll bring that up big time on Saturday once we know more. Um, DJ Chark sideline again on Thursday. That's not good. It looks like DJ Chark, baby shark, do do. Fucking do is not gonna go. So fire up your Keelan Coles, your LaVisca Chenaults. Um, Antonio Gibson upgrade to full on Thursday. So he was a little banged up. I think it was more of a rest day on Wednesday. Um, Melvin Gordon. I don't know if we talked about this. Maybe I did a couple days ago. But Melvin Gordon got DUI. I think it's up in there. It's kind of sounding like the team might reprimand him and they might sit him for getting the dewey um but then a report came up he, he's bra- back at practice today so we gotta keep our eyes on the news it could go either way i never understood teams doing that like even like the michael thomas thing like if i was a coach i would never hold out one of my best players like you got a dewey i don't give a fuck get on the field man like let's go so I hope Melvin Gordon goes, but if not, you um, you Philip Lindsay owners out there will be uh, rejoicing. You can start Philip Lindsay as a top twelve running back if Melvin Gordon does not go. AJ Dust Green says his hamstring will be fine. No one gives a shit. Um, no practice again today for Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. So I think there was a report yesterday where. Uh, Zimmerman, the coach, was just like, oh, he might play. Like, we all knew Delva Cook wasn't going to play. But now the coach is trying to be, like, confusing. But it's just coach speak. Um, Delvin Cook, I'm pretty sure. I'm 99% sure. 95% sure Delvin Cook will not play this week because next week's their bye. So he'll get two rest weeks. And then he'll be good to roll. Cam Newton expected to practice on Thursday. Cam's back. There's videos of him dancing on the field, practicing. Let's go, Cam. I need ya. The Cleveland Browns sent Odell Beckham Jr. home with an illness today. So I don't know about that. We're not going to go more into it. Um, with day-to-day, I'm, trying to read, I'm just going to read this article. Oh, I don't like the sounds of that. With this day and age, we just got to be careful in this environment. He's just feeling under the weather. So an abundance of caution, says head coach Steven Stefanski. So is he alluding to the COVID? We sure hope not, folks. We need our Odell Beckhams. All right, let's keep moving on here. Um, Lamar Jackson said today, I'm fine without me running so much. So... If you drive to Lamar Jackson high, you are hating that quote. All right, this is something we got to get into now. Falcons are shutting down their facilities after uh, multiple positive tests, sources say. So that's all I got on my report. And then I kind of heard that 
um, I guess there was five or six of them tested positive, and then four came back and positive negative, meaning the first four were wrong. So I'm just going to look this up again. But I think, anyways, they closed the practice facility. We know that for sure. But it sounds like it's a lot better news than we first thought this morning. Um, the, t- the Atlanta Falcons have shut down their facility Thursday and are, are working remotely due to COVID-19, the team announced. The team has confirmed one positive test belonging to a team personnel member, not a player, a source told NFL Network's Tom Palacero. Another source told ESPN's Adam Schefter there were four positive tests for the virus, but Atlanta official has said the club is not at four confirmed. So... Sounds like there's a confusion around this, but at least there's some sort of good news. We can update you more tomorrow or Saturday. But so far, as of this moment, um, the Falcons game is still on. I can see maybe them pushing it today, but I think it will still fall in week uh, six. Green Bay Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams returned to practice in full. He's back, baby. Devontae Adams is going to eat. Um, Keenan Allen, wide receiver for the Chargers, will be fine following back spasms. So they're on by this week. Um, Keenan Allen is a good. He's looking good with the new Chargers quarterback. Deontay Johnson, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster both did not practice Wednesday. So, geez, if you unloaded the clip on Chase Claypool. I kind of want to get into that too. So I, I like how the news kind of like gives me some shit to talk about. Um, I really am starting to like be high on Chase Claypool. Uh, Deontay Johnson just can't stay healthy. And I've been looking into it. It doesn't seem like Juju is going to re-sign. So I think they really like, they like the big kind of tight end profile that Claypool is. He's a big boy. I looked into it and Juju Smith-Schuster's usage has changed a lot this year. His average intended air yards are 5.1, which is the third lowest mark for any pass catcher in the NFL. So he's only better than Evan Ingram and Larry Fitzgerald. So third worst in intended air yards. Juju Smith-Schuster. Who would have thought? I actually predicted him to have kind of a bounce-back season. Deontay Johnson passed in the last two weeks... um, and I've been talking, I've been screaming Deontay Johnson's name for the last, you know, three or four weeks, but um, surpassed him in the last two weeks in targets by far, but he can't stay on the field. So there's this huge opportunity for Chase Claypool. And so, I mean, it's like last week was that just a flash in the pan, but I think he took, he took full advantage of the opportunity. And um, I think the coaches are going to recognize that. So I can see really good things for kind of this evolving Steelers offense. The really good things for Chase Claypool uh, with this new kind of Big Ben we're seeing this year at quarterback. Uh, moving on, last piece of notes, news and notes here. I'm not sure if I brought this up, but um, Kyle Allen was cleared and will start versus the Giants um, for the Washington football team. All right, let's jump into the Chargers and the Saints. They played Monday night. It was a great game. Saints came away with a victory, 30-27. Let's just say I was very frustrated as a Camara owner with the way the kind of the coaching scheme went for the Saints. But um, I do have to remind myself, you know, I'm sitting in my couch. um, 
the Saints coach, Saints team have won a Super Bowl. They know what they're doing. I was a little upset with the way Taysom Hill was used on like third downs. It just was a weird game. Um, Yeah, the usage was odd. The Saints team was just weird for me in general. You know, sitting um, their star wide receiver, you know, pulling Drew Brees off, you know, future Hall of Famer on third down. You know, it was like Taysom Hill and fucking Latavius Murray. You know, on the goal line when, like, <clears throat> you need to make a play happen and you don't have your, like, best players on. But, anyways, I digress. I could I could go on forever. Um, Keenan Allen was kind of dicing up the Saints, too, and then he got hurt. Uh, he ended up leaving the game. Um, once that happened, uh, Mike Williams, I thought, looked amazing. Mike Williams is really coming to his own. And um, what we really need to talk about here is Justin Herbert's legit. I brought him up since the KC game, since his first game against KC. I love to look at him like he passed my eye test, and he's been proving. So hopefully you listened to me and picked up Herbert. Um, he's been proving to me, you know, that he belongs in the NFL. The kid's twenty-two, and he keeps going up against these like legends, like it was Tom Brady, Mahomes. Then he had to play Drew Brees. He's making like he looks better like than these guys on the field. Like I thought he was going neck and neck with Mahomes that first game. Um, he looked better than Tom Brady, but then Tom Brady went buck wild and he looked better than Drew Brees. So that's a big takeaway. Um, Hunter Henry also got a touchdown. So he's a good um, tight end starter. I like. I just like to see that they're using him in the red zone. Um, for running backs, um, Justin Jackson took over. Um, he was catching a lot out of the, the backfield as well. So um kelly was kind of their number two and justin kind of took over the lead back um he had 15 carries for 71 yards let me see here and seven rack for 35 yards in the air um so they were using him quite a bit he's definitely the lead dog for this charger backfield justin jackson i was kind of banking on it i said pick up your justin jacksons i picked them up and i'm happy i did it kind of sucks they're on by this week, but I think the next couple weeks before Eckler comes back, Justin Jackson will be a good, reliable starter because this game really showed the coaches that he can do it. Something else to note, um, Emmanuel Sanders had 14 targets, 12 receptions, and 122 yards. So he looked great. All right, let's move on. Um, Jaker, maybe this is why I wasn't on the next couple of days. Jaker's Titans beat up on my Bills. It was pretty embarrassing. Um, Titans 42, Bills 16. Josh Allen crashes down to earth. And it looks like to me that John Brown is worth more than his weight in gold because he wasn't in for this one. Also, let's bring up uh, Matt Milano, Trey White. Um, who else? There's like two other key defensive pieces for the Bills that did not go this game. So Bills D was banged up. Um, Josh Allen didn't look good. He's not using his legs when his arm doesn't work. I mean, you're not getting that fantasy production. Um, I wouldn't be worried about though. Titans have a kind of a low key underrated D. Um, this is a write off for the Bills. Get, pick yourself up, dust yourself off. Um, Derrick Henry rushed, pretty, looked fine. Let's just talk about both running backs. We'll go through all like the same positions, um, do it a little differently. Devin Singletary looked terrible. 
Derrick Henry is looking okay. Had a rushing touchdown. And he gets better as the weather gets colder. So if you're a Derrick Henry um, owner, keep holding on to him and keep praying for snow. Um, For the wide receivers, my boy AJ Brown was back. And he lit it up. He looked good. Just looking up his stats. He had seven rack for 82 yards and a tutty. Um, so AJ Brown's back, but now he's injured again, so that sucks. Another thing I quickly want to talk about, but let's stick with the wide receivers. Um, Diggs looked a little bit lost without John Brown, which is really weird. He still finished um, the game with 10 rack and 106 yards. His longest was 19 yards. So Diggs, you know, that's a fine game. We get over 100 yards. But what I, let's move on. What I really want to talk about here is Jonu Smith. Um, he had five rack, 40 yards, and two touchdowns. He now leads the NFL for in, uh, tight end rankings. Jonu Smith is number one. I think Kelsey's number two or something crazy. So um, by chance, if people are confused or like, I don't know why he wouldn't be rostered, but um, Jonu Smith is legit. Um he looks amazing. So I don't know what other kind of big takeaways I can I can say from this game. Tannehill is a must-start quarterback moving forward. Tannehill looked better than Josh Allen to me. He was running as well. He had a rushing TD. Um, Tannehill is legit. I think he's had, in his last 16 games, he's had two bad games, two duds. So people keep kind of writing Tannehill off. He literally took me to my, my championship last year. I, I I stacked him with A.J. Brown, won me the chip. I should really do that again to bring my mojo back, my standard league. Maybe I'll recreate the squad that just kind of came to me live on air, folks. But uh, I think that's a good idea. Um, I wasn't scared to start him in the championship, and it won me the title. Um, Ryan Tannehill is a legitimate NFL quarterback and fantasy quarterback. So we'll end on that note with those two game recaps. All right, I think I've gone on long enough. I'm either going to do a Friday or Saturday episode, kind of back to old school, where I'm just going to go through all the games, um, uh, games preview, and uh, we'll have to check in with Jaker and get his four uh, his four picks, his betting picks. So thanks for listening, folks. Good luck week six. Make sure you check back. We'll keep you up to date on news and notes and game previews. This is Joel Dixon, your host of Dix Picks Podcast. Make sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to Apple Podcasts.